Hello, Maggie. Hello, Freya. Welcome. Hi. Hello. It's Freya Day. Friday. <laughs> <laughs> We're ready to just dive in. We are. So what are you noticing? How are you doing? How are you being? <laughs> I'm um, from our last chat. I am noticing that I definitely have been trusting my body so much more. And the, the couple days after we talked, I, I um, was, you know, in bed and resting because my body just needed to rest. And I trusted it instead of um, being annoyed by it. And I felt really good through the week. There have been little rhythms of um, exerting energy and doing things that bring me joy and then rest. And instead of like what I have been doing is wondering why, why is my energy just not staying at this consistent rate and I keep having to come back into bed to restore myself. Um, I've just been going with that flow and trusting it. And, you know, it, it's felt so much more spacious inwardly, as you might know. Well done. This is music yeah. to my heart. <laughs> you see, <clears throat> there's a wonderful book I read many years ago by Amit Goswami on quantum creativity. And he said, as we settle into creatively um, or creating quantumly, <laughs> I don't think that's very good English, but he said the process of creativity is actually do, be, do, be, do. Mm. And he says it's so lovely, do, be, do, be, do. Mm. So if you think of your bedtime as <laughs> being, yeah. and then you said, you know, you, you sense these subtle rhythms and you get mm -hmm. up and do, but then you have to be again. That's okay because my sense is that you're deepening into hearing your own internal rhythm. Mm -hmm. And that is the way we learn to express more fully. So instead of being driven by external circumstances or ideas or obligations, we become compliant to or committed to this internal rhythm. And the more you open to your soul, ooh, the more she speaks to you. And these are really subtle shifts. So you're practicing dooby-dooby-doo. <laughs> That's forever going to be the <laughs> tune in my head when this is going on. It's love. Yeah, it's do do be do be do. Because we've been generally conditioned to do, 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 do mm -hmm. until we die. Like we, we're always running on empty and thinking that that's a natural way to be and it's not. It's unsustainable. So I, I think you're transitioning from one way of being into the next and that's exactly what this time is for yeah yeah and I really do notice that I do I am more aligned and I feel more intuitive like my intuition feels really really right on and I think the being part of 
how what I'm experiencing right now is different than the being that I used to be being yeah. before the before the world apocalypse. <laughs> this being feels super different. It's almost like a, a like a different layer and a deeper layer of stillness. Yeah. So it's it's subtle, isn't it? Yeah. Very subtle. And your your soul doesn't live in time. So when you slow your life down and learn to be still and in those moments of stillness learn to listen you start to hear differently you start to move differently there's a different rhythm mm -hmm. um, so that makes sense to me that you're experiencing your being coming from a different octave a different note within you but it mm -hmm. takes slowing down to be able to access this. And that's why I love that the world is being forced to like put on the brakes, mm -hmm. to just slow down. For the first time in my life, I feel like I'm not out of sync. It's like people are slowing down and coming into a rhythm that has always felt more natural to me. Mm -hmm. It's like, just get out that. of the world. Yeah. So you're, you're coming into a different world. You're coming out of the external world and coming into an internal world. And that's precisely what you need to be doing right now. So you get a million gold stars for me today. <laughs> Sprinkled all around you. <laughs> My Virgo well done. would love that. Thank you. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> Very good. Cool. Yeah, the word gift has come up this week a lot I felt gifted um, this space and this time and I've noticed that my self-care has grown so much because the consistent meditation has started to also um, you know make a difference in in how I'm experiencing things every day and I'm also um, fine-tuning my like body health so I've got like these vitamins and things that I'm really loving and noticing what what feels good to take to supplement my immune system and and just um, make, be more aware of what we're eating because we're making meals every day um, even noticing when I am taking frequent naps and that being more of a normal thing than a you know just a once in a once in a while thing it feels like I'm yeah. being gifted this ability to fine-tune my self-care and really pay attention to what what I want to do well done yeah. well done it's a softer way of being now let's remind you that you're on your way to discovering more power in your life even though right now it feels like a softening and a deepening and an ease from this comes a truer power mm -hmm. so you could think of this time as you building 
your capacity in order to hold that when it rises through you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, radical self-care. That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. What else do you see from where you're standing now then? What else do you notice? I've been wondering how how to show up or support those that are having a tougher time um, accepting the way the world is right now or being able to to see things from a perspective that you know this is all happening and there's opportunity here for me for for self um, I have noticed a couple of people who are close to me who who are having some trouble and I just I, I don't want to like I know I'm feeling this way and it feels expansive for me but how might I show up for others who are not there well good question are they asking for your help No. Okay. So <laughs> it's none of your business because opportunity comes to us in many disguises. Sadness is an opportunity. Grief is an opportunity. A sense of loss is an opportunity. Frustration, disappointment, is an opportunity. These mm. things come to teach us. So when you are in the presence of someone who's learning through wanting things to be as they should be and not mm. able to, you know, they're wrestling with what it is, your greatest gift is your presence. So you don't need to vocalize it you don't need to bring words to it unless they ask if they're asking for your input if they're asking for something from you then you can anchor into your deepest wisdom and share but it's sharing it's not helping because there are many of us who are helpers who have been what i call overextended caregivers mm -hmm. and our work is to see people in their wholeness even when they cannot and that's a tremendous gift so if you can be with someone who is suffering and you refuse to see their suffering in other words you can look through their suffering and see that their soul is calling in precisely what they require to learn through, then your prayer, your invocation, your mantra needs to be, let me not interfere. If there's something for me to say or do, let me know. But until that time, don't let me interfere. And in that space, you're holding space, you're holding the light, you're actually bringing love to bear on whatever is in your midst. And that's the greatest gift any of us can give to anyone is our true 
presence. I know we live in a society that's full of, it's this spiritual marketplace of all the things we have to do, 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 do. But what if being with someone in their wholeness or holding that knowing for them when they aren't there and trusting that they're not there because they don't need to be there. You see, there, there's the perceptual shift that happens for the one who sees one that she thinks needs help. If you can practice seeing that nobody needs help. I know this is a radical thing to say during it's these times. It's amazing, yeah. <laughs> okay, nobody needs help. Nobody needs my help. Isn't that a liberating idea? Yeah. It's like, what? Because women like you and me have been overextended in our helping. So what if we're calling back that illusion and becoming whole within ourselves and learning that, ooh, when I'm in my highest truth or my highest alignment with my wise woman soul, I, ju I just need to be and share my beingness through silence. If I'm called to speak, then I'll speak. If I'm not, I'll just sit. I'll just be. I'll just listen. Listen is a radical act of love. Radical. Mm -hmm. In the first years of my working with people, um, my ego was kind of shocked to learn that I didn't have to say anything. I just needed to listen and that really deeply listening to another being had them feel so loved and seen and that that was a tremendous gift. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is any of this landing? Does it make sense? It, it's very liberating. And also you, you blew my mind with that because of course, um, if they're not asking for help, then I, I can gift them with my presence, you know, if they're, because they're definitely expressing it, expressing their frustration or yeah. sadness. And I can just so you, be with that. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off, but you yeah. can, we want to come from the stand that they have a right to yeah. express. Yeah. Now you also have a right to not hop on whatever frequency they're expressing in. Allow them to express if, if you so choose. So mm -hmm. see them in their right to express and claim your right to not need to do anything about it. Because one of the things that humanity is learning right now is that Divinity is everywhere in everything. Divinity is a big word, but love, the, the highest frequency, the, the source from, from whence we all come, is in everyone and everything. So we live in a universe that has multiple expressions of one note. I just wrote um, a newsletter that you'll get on Sunday. And I actually landed on the line that said, life is the word 
and we are the story. So it's all good. So I want you to practice seeing the all good in everything. Mm. Regardless of, I mean, there are a lot of people learning through wild circumstances right now. But it's all learning. You know what I just realized? If, what? Oh, sorry. No, tell me. Oh, it's, um, <laughs> we've been talking about experiencing, for me, the sadness and the anger and frustration and not labeling it as, you know, this is this, just, just being able to say this is an experience, this is what I'm experiencing right now, or this is an experience. And I've been practicing that and feeling so much, you know, freedom because of that. And I've, through this conversation, I realized that when others are expressing those feelings, I immediately think, oh no, we can't have them feeling that. But instead of what you just reminded me was they're also experiencing something and they're just expressing what they're experiencing and that it's not good or bad, it's just what it is. Beautiful. So the heart is neutral. It's not good or bad, not right or wrong. It is. And it takes presence to be with what is. Not judge it, not label it, just allow it. Mm. And when we do that, we are actually inviting a greater presence to move into the encounter. And that's what will teach whoever's present, mm. whoever is asking to learn. Beautiful work, Freya. What do you see on the other side of this now? Oh, it's great. Um, I, I also have to share that um, when we talked about my sore throat last week, I noticed specific times this past week, I was very aware of it, where I was holding back, um, speaking my truth or saying something if I was starting to feel not, not aligned with what someone was saying or, you know, throwing out there. And um, like I had a conversation with Rick, my partner, and he he was expressing some of his opinions and thoughts about some things in the media. And I had read some other things and I wanted to share my, my opinions that I had formed, I guess. And uh-huh. instead of just not doing that, I asked, or like I, I was able to do that. And then I shared that it, that it's really important for me to be able to express my opinion. And I'm, um, because I'm learning through, you know, whatever, because I don't feel like everyone, anyone has anything super figured out right now. So it felt, it felt really liberating to share that in a, in a, in a conversation that felt a little bit heated. Yeah. Yeah. So it felt a bit heated because what was the heat? Because because he has quite strong opinions of something. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand those, the reasons, but I have 
have a little bit of a sprinkle of my own mm-hmm. feeling about it. So I just wanted to express what it, what came up for me and what I, what I was thinking, and um, it felt good to do that. Well done. So maybe there has been past experience where in the presence of strong opinions or strong voice, strong ideas, you might have had the tendency to hide your light, to, yeah, to turn inward, to, you know, not be so expressive because, and I, I mean, this is, this might be a stretch, but I, in the, in the human psyche, but certainly in the collective female psyche, we've had a brutal history. Humanity has had a brutal history of truth tellers being burned at the stake and tongues cut out. And like, Mm -hmm. I, I know that we carry that in our beingness. So that impulse to kind of back up, you know, I'm in the presence of heat. Um, This isn't safe. So I better go under. Yeah. That's, yeah. Especially when the other person speaks with so much conviction. Yes. Almost like there isn't room for anything else to be possible. Yeah. And that's, I mean, knowing Rick, he's got a clear masculine energy. Yeah. And I know that you trust that. Yeah. And those of us who are learning to anchor into our clear feminine power are are not quite sure how to navigate that power in the face of that clear masculine energy, which is also power. So it's a dynamic that the masculine and the feminine, we're learning this together now. It's like, what what does the world look like when those yes. two powers commingle and express. Oh yeah. This is really speaking to me right now because it, you brought up power in this conversation already that mm-hmm. I'm learning, learning my power and, and building for more capacity. And I feel like I can be really powerful in the non-expressive way, like in a presence way. Yes. yes. But in the speaking up and and out external power wise that hasn't felt very comfortable and I had certain hesitation and resistance to that and I don't know if you've ever seen the Cavalia um, horse um, event that they had here it's kind of like Cirque du Soleil but they do it with horses and there was this one woman so they're the horse they treat their horses really well. I, I read up on the company and, you know, as far as to my knowledge, and they'll pick specific horses that are feeling good to perform that day. So even if this particular horse was trained to do this, this part of the show, if they're not, if they're not coming or they're resisting, they pick a different horse. So there's this, so many scenes in the show that show the freedom of horses, just like how they would be in the wild just running um together in these groups and there's this one particular 
theme that struck me and will always stay with me. This woman who was quite tiny, I, I'm pretty small and I feel like she wasn't too much bigger than me in physical presence. And there was about 12 white horses and she commanded them to do so many things like move forward or turn around or whatever it was literally just with her body so there was this immense power that was radiating from her body without her even speaking and it was so beautiful to see how they understood that and and it was just beautiful so I've always I've always had this um, love of channeling that kind of power that comes from this beautiful grace stillness. But right now, I feel like this is a big opportunity for women to rise up all across the world to stand in their power. And a lot of it means speaking up because the masculine energy is definitely, can be confronting like that and, and very outwardly strong and um i think i'm starting to practice what that might look like for me in small ways beautiful that's such a powerful image that you've given us so mm, there's so much to say here about power and the masculine and the feminine energies and the different ways of being in power See, when we as women are in the presence of a man who might be speaking with conviction, it's going to trigger in us old ways of being, old ways of pushing against that power or speaking to that power or, um, you know, and, and none of that's going to <clears throat> None of that's going to get us the results that we require now. Mm. Because the feminine power, just as this wee woman, I mean, 12 white horse, 12 horses, you know how much power that is? Yeah. That's tremendous that's power incredible. being commanded through one woman. And she no demonstrated... Voice. With no voice. She did not use her voice at all. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. So this is a beautiful model for us to work with because the world that we're creating now understands that the true feminine power brings forth the new masculine. Hmm. And we, like okay, yeah. And it's through the presence of that, we're calling her our wise woman. When we allow that to move through us and command our love through anchoring the light, okay, then all in our midst aligns with that frequency. So, oh, there's so much to say here, but I can <laughs> feel that you're feeling this. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you don't, you don't have to get into fisticuffs with our beloved Rick. Like you don't have to get into 
power plays, which is, there's a lot of that happening in Earth School now. And that's why I've always said, if women truly understood the source of our power, we would get out of the world, we would stop fighting society to give us the power that we think that we're entitled to. That's not true power, it's pseudo power. We would actually go home, close our bedroom doors, sit our asses down and get to know the true power that is wanting to move through us. And from that, you see, that's what this wee woman commands those horses with, is her presence. It's her presence. It has nothing to do with her size, her voice. It's her mm -hmm. presence. It's her soulful mm -hmm. presence. And that communicates with the power of the horse. So there's much to learn here and there's much mm -hmm. to say. Yeah. But that you are tuning into this in the way that you are, Freya, is very exciting to witness. Thank you. Yeah. Horsepower, <laughs> woman power. We are, we are learning the, the truth of the power that we are, and it's not what we think we need to be. So the next time you are in that dialogue with your beloved Rick, hear him. There, you know, listen. Bring your presence to bear on what he is sharing with you and notice your body. Notice, you know, where you might be holding on, where there might be a little bit of fear. Just notice. Because if you're feeling safe, then you will know if you are being spoken through by your wise woman. And that, that's going to be the new role of the divine masculine as it moves through the men in our communities. Mm. They will provide safety because when a woman feels safe, she rises naturally. And when she rises, he rises with her. That's the new order of this day. And I'm so glad we're here because this yeah. is so a world that I am ready to live in. Same here. Amen. I love it. How I didn't know that kind of power existed before I saw it like that. Yeah. Feeling yeah. pretty good. What else comes up? As if that's not enough. Woo! <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's a big one. That's a big, juicy yeah. one. Yeah. I love that our conversation has come into this realm. I want more of this. I'm yeah. just speaking to your wise woman. It's like, bring, bring more of this. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we need to go. We are yeah. ready to be here. And I wonder if you notice that as you release the overextended caregiver in you, the one who thinks she needs to help, or maybe even the one that she thinks she might need to convince her partner of what she yes. knows otherwise, right? Yes. That, that impulse. Oh, yes. I wonder if as you let that go, as you, you know, release that, 
if you feel a different surge of power and presence within you. Hmm. I'm going to practice that. Yeah. It feels strange at times because it feels like I'm holding this magical gift or secret knowledge and I just have yeah. to let it be because like you said, everyone learns a different way and they also experience their own uh, things. You, you just opened the door to another key here, Freya, because we are the wisdom keepers. You do carry you do carry wisdom. That's why I call her the wise woman. Maybe that's why she named herself the wise woman through me. But the key here is that you learn to receive from her, from within yourself, before you express in the world. You see, it's like you you sense that you have this, what did you call it? The secret gift. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what true reception is. That's what you're building your strength to hold. Can you receive that from within yourself? Learn to hold it, learn to be in relationship with it, learn to, whoo, this is your deepest companion and then let her speak through you let her be as you it's not something you can rush but this is the process that you're in you are a wisdom keeper and we've got gifts to bring forth but we've got to receive them from within ourselves first okay that's why when a woman is out in the world thinking she's entitled to some kind of power that society or you know culture or man or woman that's that it's going to come from outside of her it's it's still reversed it's she hasn't anchored into her capacity to open and receive from within herself hmm. i'm up for that yeah oh thank thank you well thank you for showing up the way that you do constantly and continually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And remember, a revelation is a movement in consciousness. Yeah. And that's all we're ever doing is because we are each accountable to our own consciousness. Now we're back to the beginning of the conversation. When I suggested, or when I asked you, are they asking for your help? And you said, no. So that started to move your consciousness to, oh, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what, what has me believe that I need to help, right? Mm -hmm. We are each accountable to our own consciousness. And you are showing up here to journey through your consciousness, which is the, the only journey that any one of us is ever on. Is, it's the distance we travel between our smaller self and our greater self our smaller self, our personality self, and our wise woman self. So these movements, these revelations, are moments of opening, of moving your consciousness, and you'll never go back. Because once you have awareness, once you've earned that awareness, you don't lose it. 
So this is mighty work. This is the work that we are designed to be doing now. So cool. doobie doobie do. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Good you, work. Yeah. Oh, my pleasure. My deepest privilege. Thank you for showing up the way that you do. Command You're your welcome. love, anchor the light. Yeah. All right. That feels complete. Yeah, it feels really good. Nice. Good work. Till next we speak. So much love to you and peace out. You too. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Bye bye.